Blog Talk Radio. I love how you say that um, I can't pinpoint to a pivotal aha moment. Hmm grew taller and bolder despite the cues, rebuttals, and certainties of those around me who told me through a slightly furrowed brow or a shake of the head that even attempting to cross that void was wrong. I just thought that I was so moved by that because I think of your five-year-old self and there's something in you that knows I can't do that or somebody is going to be upset with me for doing that. Exactly. Exactly. And it's also interesting, too, in, in the sense of I couldn't fault the people who are telling me that because that's all that's how they learned the world that's all they knew that's all they knew i love this next sentence too when i look back at my childhood i often say i always knew i was a girl since the age of three or four a time when i began cataloging memories no one not my mother my grandmother my father or my siblings gave me any reason to believe i was anything other than my parents firstborn son my father's namesake, but it was my first conviction, the first thing I grew certain of as a young person when I say, I always knew I was a girl with such certainty. Tell me what that felt like. Confusing. It was confusing because I didn't have language yet. I didn't know how to articulate what I was feeling in rebuttal to the people who are charged with my care. I, was suppo- I came into the world supposedly knowing to trust my mother, knowing to trust my father, you know, as a young person, you have not much, you don't have much agency or decision making. That's right. Right. And so you just go wherever people pick you up and take you and yeah. say that this is the way the world is. Uh-huh. And something internal inside of me told me constantly mm-hmm. that what they're saying is wrong. And so it creates this dissonance with who can you trust if you know that inside, as a five-year-old, mm-hmm. that this is how you know yourself to be. So you knew that something was different, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think they knew too? Oh, yeah. They all knew. <laughs> they all have their stories now, Yeah. right? My mom talks about the, the first time when I put her earring backing in my ear and it fell down oh, and I had to go into the, the surgeons and get it suctioned out. My father talks about the times in which he would watch me with a side eye, skeptical, wondering why I moved the way I did around the world, around our little community. Because you were saying in the book you describe it as your, your, why, why you held your wrists that way. Why I held my wrists, why I had a little swish in my hips. I had no idea why I was mm-hmm. performing self in this way, why I was expressing my gender in this way. Mm-hmm. I didn't have language to understand that. And I don't think my father did either. All he knew was that that's not how a boy is supposed to act. Mm-hmm. Not my son.
got the victory, folks. We do have the victory. Uh, a lot of times we don't feel like it. Oh, my goodness, we don't feel like it. We don't feel like it. We don't feel like it. But in the spiritual realm, in the real realm, where everything starts and finishes, we are somebody. We are some creation. And at the same time, we are in some warfare. <laughs> well, anyway, um, that's Victory by Ty Tribute. I love that song. love that song, folks. And um, uh, we uh, definitely have the victory through Christ. Uh, nothing, nothing in and of ourselves. And uh, if it was up to ourselves, we would be losers outside of Christ. Scripture says it like this: None of our righteousness were as good as uh, was was as filthy rags. It says all of our righteousness was as filthy rags, and that is the truth. That's that's mankind for you. Um, since the fall, anyway, we needed a savior. We needed someone to redeem us. We needed someone to. Um, we needed that bridge to the Father. You know, where we can walk with him in the cool of the day and when we can have that relationship that we that our father, our Abba, Adam once had. You know, we needed someone to uh intercede on behalf of our uh, our weaknesses, you know, the lambs, the bulls, the goats was good for a season. Uh, you know, uh once as just many of you know and bulls and lambs and goats was sacrificed. It was good. It was good. Things were good as long as those bulls, lambs, and goats were sacrificed. But what did you do when the scripture says he was just tired of all of that? It just wasn't enough to wipe away sin. It wasn't sustaining enough. Those bulls, goats, lambs, he goats, he, she goats, all of the different things that Israel offered wasn't good enough to have a harmonious relationship with the Father because it couldn't take away, it couldn't purge the conscience. You know, it wasn't righteous. It was just it was just a temporary thing. And then comes the, the Messiah. And uh, through his blood, through his death and resurrection and, and advocacy with the Father now, we have hope. We have a relationship with the Father. Do you believe the scriptures is the, is the question? Because truly we have the victory, and I thank the Father for it. I really do. I thank the Father for the victory that we have in Christ. My goodness. It's not just a religious talk, mumbo-jumbo. We have the victory. No, we really, really are victorious beyond comprehension through what Christ has done. Take away that gift. We are back to Israelites without hope. How do you pray to the Father then? How do you, what do you do about being in America if you, if you are, you know, without that hope? So I just thank the Father again for my Lord and Savior, Yeshua, uh, the Christ. I thank the Father for sending him and his obedience and dying and being um, resurrected to. Uh, scripture says he must, Scripture says the 
here on my right hand to the Father. The Father said to the Son, Sit here on my right hand of power till I make all your enemies your footstool. And that's what's happening. He's making the enemies of this Savior his footstool. And the Bible says after all things have come become subdued, he will then become subdued under the Father. It's just that simple, folks. And I believe every word of it, and I thank the Father for it. Well, how are you doing tonight, brothers and sisters? Hopefully you're blessed and highly favored, meaning you are accepting that faith. Because without that, we're nothing. Let's just face it. We're nothing. There's no hope for mankind without that faith. But if you have that faith, how are you doing tonight? How is the human family doing tonight? I mean it. Like I say so often, I love every single one of you. And there is nothing you can do about it. Folks, thank you for tuning in for another episode on this Five Star Network. I'm Brother Seth. And uh, hopefully you're having a blessed day today. Hopefully you are able to do something to enrich the lives of, of your brothers and sisters. Um, you have to forgive me. I got a very late start, overslept, and I just woke up minutes ago, to be honest, and I haven't done none of my promos, so I'm talking to y'all as well as doing some final things. I've never had this issue before in over 40, 450 shows. But anyway, we're going to try our best to pull it off. You can tell that, could you? <laughs> We've got to be ready, Freddy. Never know what can happen when you're doing these blogs. So, yeah, I just woke up overslept, and uh, here I am, though. I love y'all. That's why I do what I do, because uh, we have a, a hot, I shouldn't say hot. i got to quit saying that, because it's not just hot. This is something uh, relevant. My goodness, does it hit home for the African-Americans. Something has truly happened to our people. We have done, we're doing some backwards living right now. We're doing some stuff we, our people have not done as a whole in a long, ever, I don't think, you know, probably when the first earth was destroyed, they was into this kind of stuff, but not recently. I mean, black folks have always, you know, what am I talking about? Let me just tell y'all, those of you just call the phone number and say, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Because you don't even know. You didn't get a, a memo sent to you. Let me just tell you what we are talking about tonight. Because some of you, like I said, you didn't get the memo. Well, since this after a lot of y'all, put all the things on the background here. A lot of y'all got this message earlier. And the title of this show tonight is, Why Are African Americans Households Skyrocketing with Transgenders and Gays? One more time, why are African-American households skyrocketing with transgenders and gays? I went on to say, the New World Order Global Program is slowly erasing manhood, malehood, and males, not just the population of mankind. You know, you know about the population control. But like I say, 
One more time with that sentence. The New World Order global programs is slowly erasing. And I would also say eroding, if I could use that word, manhood, malehood, and males, not just population of mankind. One tool of Satan is sexual confusion with regards to the sexes. I went on to say, it's getting old and weak to keep yelling homophobia and transphobia to good caring masses, to the good caring masses displaying true concern in warning those of the LGBTQ plus communities of those defending it. It's getting old, folks. Went on to say, this pushback itself is a form of abuse to those concerned. We must be sober and vigilant on a higher, excuse me, we must be sober and vigilant of a higher, more sinister plot to destroy mankind by familiar old enemy, Satan. Scripture speaks of in order to take a house or nation, the strong man in the house must be bound up. Satan, through his new world order, is no doubt using lies, deception, and ignorance to bind the home authority system the Father has placed on the earth. His plans to promote the homosexual agenda is destroying self-esteem, homes, relationships, national morale, etc. This is done by simply redefining what is a male, female, boy, girl, man, woman, their authority, or their assignment in the home. Our enemy has seized the power to define as we slept. Tune in to hear how to defeat the enemy as he infiltrates our homes. One more time. I went on to finally say, tune in to hear how to defeat the enemy as he infiltrates our homes, children, education, churches, colleges, entertainment, world, and other institutions. Folks, this is nothing to play with. The enemy ain't playing with us, that's for sure. And we darn sure should be playing with the enemy tonight. But, um... I'll play it again because I want to. This is what the Five Foot Stone is all about tonight. And again, folks, uh, if you didn't hear me, I got a little late start, so just forgive me for, uh, uh, you know, but we're here. Tonight, folks, again, like I said last week, we're not here to judge anybody. This is not a show. At least I'm the creator, and I'm telling you, it's not a show for us to be judging people's hearts. They're no good. They're evil. We don't know that. I don't know that. Now, I can't speak for all my co-hosts, but I'm telling you right now, I really hope they're on the same boat. I can't control them. That's why I got them, because I like folks to stand up and be, speak their voice and speak their convictions. But I would say this. I don't judge anybody. I don't have it to judge. I Please. Okay? My problems have problems. <laughs> and, uh, but... What we believe is this. It's one thing to be 
to know something is a sin, to be struggling with it and, 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 and asking the saints to pray and, and to be in the battle. That's all of us. I said that's all of us. I said that's all of us. But it's another thing not to even know something is a sin. And then it's a whole other thing to know I believe something is a sin and to be promoting it and flaunting it and teaching it to the kids of America and, this, and just just wanting rights and all this stuff. This is the case with homosexuality and uh, lesbianism, transgenderism. Just know that. That's why we're having this show. Because these people are not somewhere in a corner saying, Father, I'll fail you again. Please help me. You know, we even need to do shows for that because at some point we got to get over these weaknesses that we've been wrestling with for years. There's shows where we talk about trying to get over all kinds of sins. But this sin, this thing people saying they were born with and acting like it's so normal and making a whole, creating a whole nother life, a whole nother uh, uh, place on the census. Uh, uh, statistics, uh, you know, they carved out a whole nother class of people? No, 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 no. We, we can't have this. We can't have it. That's all this show is about. Pointing out to our brothers and sisters, the ones we care about and love, in love, considering ourselves, because we don't have it. We, 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 we have no stones to throw at nobody. But now, if people are sitting up calling righteousness, uh, sin righteousness, oh, yeah, we got something to talk about with that. And that's what we're attacking. We're attacking the sin, the act. You know, we're not attacking the bank robber. We're attacking the fact that he's robbing the bank. We're not attacking the, the murderer. We're attacking the fact he's murdering. Please don't get it twisted. Listen to the show thinking we're trying to throw stones at people and all that crap. It's getting old, like I said in the show description. It's getting really old. I'm tired of it. Get pissed off at it. All these loving people reaching out to their friends and families, and, they, and all these folks can say is, y'all hate me. You know, you, you and you the judge. Silly, crazy, whiny stuff. Grow up. Be a man. Step up to the plate. Talk. Bible. This is a Christian network. Uh, 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 I, should, I don't know if I use the word Christian, but you know what I mean when I say that. We believe in the the Father, the Most High, and His Christ, and the scriptures that He spoke of. That's what the show's final authority is. If you don't believe in the scriptures, you don't believe in God. We really don't know what to say to you. You probably have to just go go out to, you know, keep listening, and maybe we'll reach you some kind of way. We're probably going to sound real strange to you if you don't believe in the Father. I'm just being honest. Tired of wrestling around with, you know, with, with people that just don't even believe. I can't say I'm tired because the Father is not tired of them. He wants us to keep sharing the word, and, and so I shouldn't say that. There go my weakness right there. I'm getting impatient. Told you I didn't have it like that. Asked that you would not come on this show saying we don't we don't love people and we judging and all this. We just judging an act by very beautiful people. Beautiful in that they are they're human beings. I mean, we love the the, the vessel. Love the vessels. Anybody, any name you hear tonight, we love them. 
everybody, Oprah, anybody being used to the devil or the father, we love them. But we're calling out that, hey, they're being used of the enemy. He's being used of the enemy. Oprah being used of the enemy. Janet Mock, who's now Hollywood, one of Hollywood's leading forces, is being used of the enemy. That's all we're saying tonight, folks. Please, please don't shortchange the show with nothing else. Well, let's go to the phone line. I didn't get a chance to thank you, and I think I thank you all for coming in. Again, thank you, those of you that followed Christ from Stone Street 2011. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Really appreciate it. Um, especially that Douglas Kennedy, my family line. Really appreciate you. We go to the phone line for time's sake. Area code 972805, brother. Moderator, John Clark. Your line is now open, brother. What say you? What's good, brother Seth? Uh, goodness. It was on last week, well, you and good. I expect this week voice. to be the same. Yes, brother. I'm good. For sure. Likewise. Well, um, okay, well, let's go, back to, go, let's go back to the phone lines and get on Brother Dan, and then we're going to let you just turn, low, turn over the show. I'm going a little fast because of the time, so much time I had to take. But, uh, uh, Brother Dan, your line is now open. Uh, go ahead and say hello to the people quickly. Quickly. Good evening. good evening. It's good to be on High Food Stone. And uh, we're going to see what God's going to do. I love that. All right, what's good, Brother Dan? Well, well, the other brothers are running a little late, and maybe uh, the other calls is running late. So, but then, brother, uh, uh, brother moderator John Clark, show is in your hand. I hope you – did you understand what I was saying earlier? Aren't you getting tired of folks when you're trying to help them? And, uh, and I'm not just talking about a certain person. Uh, of course, I had a little issue with my relative, but I'm not going to spend any time on the show talking about my personal beef with a relative I had. I'm, uh, I'm just mentioning that, you know, I'm not going to do it. So if you tune in to hear that, it's not going to happen because I love that relative and everybody else. But I, it ain't just a relative I had an issue with. I've had issues with hundreds of people over the years that every time you try to reach out to them, they, uh, <laughs> they're saying everything but... I'm wrong, uh, or pray for me, or I'll pray about that, or give me some scriptures to read more on that, or give me some books to read more on that, or I could be wrong. Or they, if, they always want to say, you, you, don't be judging, don't be judging. Let's get no man. Not the judging, y'all. We're judging what you do. Y'all feel me, uh, Brother John and Brother Dan? I mean, I mean, for real, for real. Brother John, go ahead, and I'll, I'll let you just take over for, at this point. But um, what do you think? And again, we have about uh, we got three uh, very short videos. They're not like last week, but we have about three or four of them. Go ahead. Well, uh, you know, Seth, you're a good-natured dude. I, I just simply, <laughs> I just simply, um, I, I I put it like this. <laughs> While quote unquote, like you were saying, you know, we uh, we point and, and direct our disdain toward the sin. To me, I will I have no problem with directing my disdain not towards just the sinner, but for the person who attempts to say 
look, light is dark and dark is light. Good is evil and evil is good. You are attempting to purposely mislead people. I will pull both barrels each time. It's not a problem because we have a commission, and that's to uncover the works of darkness. And so um, by name, I have no problem with calling the name of the person who's attempting to to deceive persons. And so, if what you if someone feels like saying, "Oh, you you you're not without sin," I'm, I'm not claiming to be. <laughs> I actually call my sin sin. That's the difference. The things that I know that are sin in my life that I fight against, I call them sin. I don't try to make some new euphemistic way of calling something that is obviously a sin something else. So if someone says, well, John, well, you know, you have this. I'd have been like, yeah, fight it every day. (laughs) What? What? So I'm like, last week, the I'm certain that I said Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union by name. Why? Because it's like it's it's obvious that someone is handling, they, they have handlers, and you are trying to sway the uh, thoughts, the thoughts and, and notions of the American people. You, you, you're not just doing this out of um, your concerns for the child, in my opinion, because if, if you were, why have such a huge platform for it? Why go to these big, big parades? Why? You didn't do that for, like I said, the kid is a, a, a child of color. You didn't do that for the parades that, that pertain to people of color. You didn't go on such a strong platform for people of color. So, yeah, I hold no apologies. I'm like, I have absolutely no problem with my approach. Um, and for the person to say, you know, you, you're without love or you don't want, I'm like, please, don't even, I, I ain't got no room for it. And, and I really keep it thorough just like that. It's like you, if you really want someone to back down, you need to go to some given uh, uh, mainstream Christian church and, and let them back down. But John Clark, mm-mm, nope. I already, I, when I see it, I know it, and that's what I call it. Um, as a matter of fact, I pulled up a scripture. Well, if I can comment really quickly, and Pastor Chris, your line is now open for time, so we want to introduce you for time's sake. But Elsie, Chris, welcome to the show. Just say hello really briefly to everybody, please. Good evening, brothers. How y'all doing? What's good, Pastor Chris? And listen well, to Welcome to the show, Pastor Chris. Let me let me let me kind of throw this in uh you know just so just to pass it on you know brother Malachi's uh, aunt passed away. No, I didn't know if y'all yeah and and it's, and it's unfortunate uh you know she passed his grandmother passed a year ago and her her daughter his aunt passed on the same day this past week. Get one year after. Wow. Yes. Yes. So, you know, I just, wow, just wow, saying wow. that so we can keep our brother uplifted in prayer. I, I doubt, I don't he's know. On if he's, line, the way, he's on the line, by the way. He's on the line. He's on the line. Yeah, I just, wanted, up just in prayer. wanted to pass that on, you know, to keep him uplifted in prayer. And I'm I'm through, fellas. Yes, yes. Right. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. And Pastor uh, uh, Chris, we really appreciate you saying that. That's very important. And and, and brother, Pastor uh, uh, Pastor Malachi is on the line, and, and uh, maybe he'll say something to us a little later on. But anyway, sorry to hear about that. It would be keeping her condolences in our prayers for sure, for sure. Condolences, okay, Pastor uh, Malachi. Uh, just, to, just, yes, yes. Um, 
when you say, I mean, everybody, that's one thing I like about y'all, yeah, everybody's different. Uh, I like you say I call them out. And in the Old Testament, for the record, there were prophets that say, you are the man. You know, you're this, you're that. Uh, you, because the Father would speak through those prophets, and he knew the heart. He knew the heart. So he would, through his vessels called prophets, say, David, you're the man. You know, Saul, you're going to lose this battle because you're a wicked king or something like that because he knew the heart. The Father can speak like that. If I feel like the Father gives me a revelation of somebody is literally, they know what's right. Like a pastor or something, they know what is right, and they willfully sin, and I know it, I'll call them out. Because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not judging at that point. It's something given to me. It's information driven. It's given to me. Then I think I can operate in that office. But when I don't know people's heart, young people, spirit men, they don't know if they even in church. I don't know if they know anything about you. You gotta remember, some folks don't know no part of church. They don't know anything about the things we talk about hardly. And they're out there doing all kinds of things, and it's, it's they just don't know. I mean, some. Never be shocked by what people do know and don't know, because it's a lot of ignorant people around us. A lot of people, like the scriptures say, there is a way to see right into a man, but at the end thereof is destruction. We have a lot of our brothers and sisters out here acting out of what they have in their head, and I don't know if Dwayne Wade, I don't know if uh, Oprah, I don't know who knows what. They might be mightily used, like John was just saying, of the enemy. I mean, like... Oprah really is being, right now, I think, a, a conduit of evil, of evil spirits. Not everything she does is evil. Oprah does a lot of good things. And that's what trip people up. They say, well, she's, she's funding black men here. She's helping black folks there. When I went to the Oprah Winfrey show, I was shocked, uh, pa- Pastor Chris and Brother Dan, how many blacks Oprah had working there. I used to work for American Airlines. I got to show the lady that actually bring people on the show. Oprah paid somebody to bring people on her show to call and set up everything, and they actually called my line. I got their personal phone number. So I, I didn't just go to the Oprah show. I got other people on the Oprah show. And uh, I went to the show one time, and I was shocked. I met her. That a girl actually called uh, some people out to dance, and I ended up being the one of them, and it just it was a nice experience. So I don't know what Oprah know. I know she being used. So if somebody wants to say no, she know. God showed me she know, and she just evil. She just choosing because she people can know what's right and simply not want to do it. That right there is a person that's being evil. Uh, uh, you know. Uh, even if they don't know it, they're still being evil. But, again, I just don't know people's hearts. So that's why I say I love every single one of y'all, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. I call out what people are doing. Out This show, as far as what the brother said to contribute tonight, again, is I'm talking about what people are doing. I don't want to repeat myself like a broken record. But Brother John has every right, and if he feels in his spirit, and the Father shows him something, he can call names out. I'm not going to say he can. I'm just saying I don't. I just don't. Well, but I then, think it's apparent. If I may, I think that we, the scripture says plenty that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so 
we do have access to some degree to the heart of an individual by what, it, by what they say. It becomes apparent. And I think it's important to understand that deception, it's supposed to look like the real McCoy. If you want to catch a bear, you take a trap with these big iron teeth and you put it out in the uh-huh. forest. You do not just leave the trap sitting there because the bear will see the trap. You need the forest floor that's covering the trap to look like the rest of the forest floor. So I'm not particularly impressed with any given exploits that a person is able to do because they are wealthy when, when you're okay, – what you noise here. Somebody moving something around. Y'all meet me if you're not talking. We've got to have a quiet line. Go ahead. What I'm saying is that but we know the story of the, of the widow who gave the two mites. And the Messiah said she's given more than all of these persons. And the reason why is because she gave out of her need, not out of her abundance. I'm not impressed that you have millions of dollars and give millions of dollars. That's a good point. I'm not impressed with that. Point. It's like I, I would expect you to do that, you know. Um, I would expect that if you have hundreds of millions that you give tens of millions. Because you're given out of your abundance. But I've literally seen my grandparents, my moms, my aunts, whom, in my opinion, duped by a lot of these ministers in the church, unfortunately, but I've seen them give their last and walk by faith the rest of the week. That's, wow. that's yep. what, that's, I mean, I've seen it. I've seen them call into TVN and give whatever the case may be that whomever was saying. I've seen it. Now, keep in mind, I had my own desires for that money. I wish, I wish I could have received it, but that's what they chose to do. So the thing is that all I'm saying is that um, if someone calls evil good and good evil, it's like, how am I supposed Look, all I do is uncover the works of darkness, mine included. Mine included. So that's that's all I'm really saying. So if somebody is perpetrating the works of darkness, then I'm going to say someone is perpetrating the works of darkness. It's like if you really feel that strongly about a particular thing, why must that be? Why must that be heralded from the rooftops? Why? That's the, that's my concern. There's a lot of things I feel strongly about. I I feel strongly about them in my heart. I live my life based on my convictions. I don't need to go to your TV show and and voice my convictions. That, and even that first clip, the first clip, it's like I'm just untrusting because, see, I was a three-year-old, too, at one point in time. I was a three-year-old. The, the thing is that there's a difference between a person that may be effeminate and a person that, quote, unquote, says that they're a girl. There's a difference. And so what you're doing is you're making a person who thinks that they're effeminate, you're telling them, like, it's perfectly okay to be a girl. And the word says plainly, it is not. It is not. And so, you know, we don't judge the world. We only judge the people that are born-again believers. That, those are the people that we speak to. What I say about the world is I uncover the works of darkness. That's our job. It, the light came into the world and men did not want the light because they liked operating in the darkness. That's what the scripture says plainly. They wanted that Amen. darkness because because their actions were not right. Yeah. 
um, I, I, I do I, want everyone, I, I want if I may, you, Brother Seth, I want everyone to know that just because we speak very uh, specifically and with a certain degree of passion, that from, I'm not concerned that a person is gay. It's not a concern of mine. Even if that person, if that person is not in my general sphere of influence, that, why? Even if you are a born again believer and you're not in my general sphere of influence, it's not for me to address that. It's for the people in that person's general sphere of influence to address that. And so I don't want persons to think that we or me have some beef with people that are gay. I literally have a lot of people, friends, family members, workers who are that way. All I'm trying to say is that there is a more insidious plan to force that down the throats of all Americans and not yes, just Americans, yes. all over the world. That's what yes. we're talking about. We're not talking about you. That's what we're, we're talking, talking about, about the plan where you have people in a room who are plotting and planning, this is how we're going to approach this. And, and based on Damn. our studies, these people respond this way. If we put this Damn. chemical in their food, this affects them this way. And if we go Damn. on the platform, persons who said this, they'll have to make a decision of this way or that way if they want to stay in power. That's what I'm talking about. That's Amen. what I'm talking that about. That is exactly it's, it's, what we're talking about tonight. Yeah, it's it's not the individual. It's like if it was like if Brother Seth or somebody if they just said, "Oh, I'm gay," I'd have been like, "How could you possibly say that?" And you, it's like even I don't care if you have effeminate tendencies or whatever the case may be. Fight. You have a whole book right. of people fighting. And stand the closet. All they did was stand fight. Closet, don't. Stand. Yeah, fight quick, it. Quick, inter- quick interruption. Five minutes. Quick interruption. Sure. Don't flaunt it. Don't encourage others. Try to make it no more exactly. than just you that's affected, but it's hard not to because even if you go do something in the dark and you go try to minister to somebody, you still go try to love somebody, or you go try to interact with somebody, what you've done, there's a conscience going to bother you. You might you, that's you're right. gonna affect people indirectly, but don't be out somewhere talking about, you know, don't be bold with it on the outside. And for whatever reason, for sure, do not. Be talking about no rights, and like Obama say, you're now a couple, and so forth. That's that's the problem with that whole thing. That's the problem with that. Um, and then the big thing, uh, the really big thing, I wanted to say really quickly, just interject, because you you're on a roll, you're doing really really good. The big thing is uh, when when folks start talking about how natural it is, that's going to be our biggest uh, challenge because these folks is serious talking about God made them that way. You know, writing books mm-hmm. about accepting who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, folks, uh, there is something called the enemy. And if you don't believe me, I'm sorry. You probably going to take you 30 years so you find this out. But we're not on this earth alone. And there are spirits and things that say things to our children. The five-year-old, if you listen to the clip at the, at the very beginning of the show, was saying something told me at five that my parents was wrong. A five-year-old challenging your parents? Oh, uh, duh. No. You mean guys tell me behind what? I wish I would have told my parents later. something like that. Say that again? Uh, I'm sorry. I was just commenting on that. Go ahead, Brother Seth. No, I want to hear that. Well, at least people can hear what you said. Well, Go I'm ahead. just saying, at five at five years old, an ass whooping was around the corner everywhere I turned. I had no reason to ever tell my parents or felt like my parents. I'm like, no, 
I just was I was I I followed the instructions of the people older than I was. It's like I I'm amazed to hear some stuff like that. That's the reason why I can't they, they act like I wasn't five. I was five. I did this. You know right, what I'm right. And so there's some people that's gonna you, wear you out talking about your parents would have beat you. They would say, Well that's your problem now. You're black people, y'all need to listen to your children. So they're gonna get on you for saying you you would have got a beating but what John is saying is his parents going to tolerate that? Maybe they should have listened. I mean, I, I understand the ways to listen to your child. They're right. But if they say something like, I'm gay or something, I, I don't know if they should get a beating. I mean, I hear what John's saying, but I guess what I'm saying is they're, they're constantly rebellious. They don't even yeah. know what that is. They may touch the children, they, they may touch themselves or touch another child in the wrong way, and a parent will be like, you know, they'll go off if you did something like that. But that's the reason why I made it a point to say last week when the the kid says, I identify as. As a child, yes. you don't identify, or as a five-year-old, you don't know what the word gay means. You'd be like, I think I'm gay. What What is gay, Jimmy? What is that? You know? I think right. I like other right. people. You, you, every child likes every child likes to be loved and touched on. You can be assured of that. That's the reason why right. they're taken advantage of by people that they've taken to confidence. They all love to be loved and touched on. But the thing is that that they 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 didn't know what that was at the time. They probably knew it was wrong. They hid it. Just like you know, at that young age, I knew I would hide and do stuff I wasn't supposed to do. But I did not create a personality type for myself. This is who I am. Hell yes. no. My mom wow. told me who I was. Wow. <laughs> My wow. mom told me who That's I was. And last thing, if I may, Seth, last thing, the dip, you were talking about flaunting it. Folks, there's a story. It's one of my favorite stories, very short and to the point. Not long after Israel got the law, there was a man outside picking up sticks on the Sabbath. And they snatched him up and be like, you know, Lord, what should we do with him? The Lord said, take him outside the camp and stone him or kill him. Folks, you have dang near 5 million people that came out of Egypt, and you have one man picking up sticks on the Sabbath who gets killed. Do you think there was no other sin that day? Yes, there was, but he was defiant. He was literally outside. It wasn't even like he was hiding around. No, he was just like, I'm picking up anyway. Flaunting, flaunting, wow. saying, like, I don't care that there's this law. I need fire. I'm getting wood. But what you got was a stone because that, now you're an example. Wow. And that lets people know that, look, if you are sinning and you are, like, keeping it on the low and you are praying to God to help you overcome that, he Good respects point. that. He respects But if you just be like, uh-uh. What whatever the laws are, I'm defying them. Welcome to your stone, because you're gonna catch that. That was powerful. I got Again, energy believable. here, and then we'll go to Pastor Chris and Brother Dan really quickly. Brother John just nailed it. That was pro- profound, because that is why we have in this show. Again, if I say it one more time, I'm gonna sound corny, but I really, honestly, do genuinely love all people. But John no has doubt. some tough love. He sounds like he's got some tough love, but I know this brother. He ain't hating on nobody. So Only for the born-again believers. Only for the born-again yeah. believers. I'm not even referring about the world. So so, and, uh, I wanted to say this about the sin, the sin. Because some people say, listen, those people love each other. I've seen transvest- uh, transgress- uh, tr- transgenders and 
you ever met one? Well, you don't really know until you ever met one. Listen, I already know the love between two people can be amazing. We're not challenging the love for the man and the man. I'm not. Keep loving the man. Keep loving him. You just can't express that love through having sex with the man in no way, even desiring to. That desire in those acts is a sin, according to the scriptures. But the fact that you're there for him, the fact, again, somebody's moving around and I can hear you every time. I don't know what is going on. We can hear you. But, folks, listen. The sin is nothing to play with. I just want you all to think about these just a few things, then we're going to go to Brother Pastor Chris and Brother Dan. This is a threat to the population, number one. That's serious. Because the Father said multiply, multiply, multiply. Okay, I don't know who that is. I'm going to start muting lines here. Got to find out who that is. Somebody don't think we can hear you. We can hear you. everything. You're moving around a chair or something. Brother John. Yo. That's your line, brother. I can hear you. I'm serious. I just muted Brother Dan. All right, brother go ahead. Chris. That's your I'll line. I'll just mute. Okay. All right, so listen, folks, really quickly, 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 quickly. It's a threat to the population, number one. It's a threat to the population, number one. Ain't no procreate nothing whenever you got this act going on. It just ain't nothing happening. And again, like I said last week, say what the kids have been taught from kindergarten. The little, little wisdom, the little quote that you hear the teachers teach you. If everybody in the world was just like me, what kind of world would it be? Little kids learn that. Well, if everybody in the world chose to do this wonderful thing called transgender, and it's so wonderful, why is it that our nation, our earth, will become extinct by it? Don't think everybody can't do it. Don't think everybody can get so caught up and we end up all like that. Strong men, big, burly men have failed to this homosexual agenda. Yes, there can be a time when men just don't want to procreate no more. It's a threat to that. That's major to the fathers. Major, major, major. It's a threat to the family. Threat to the family process, which is the number one, the number one threat to the new world order is the family. It's not even the church, I don't believe. I think it's the family. The church make up the family. I mean, the family make up the church. No family, no church. Okay? And uh, it mocks the Bible. Listen, if this, act, if this act is so wonderful and so loving, then that, t- that tells you that the Bible is really uh, uh, worth burning. You just can't trust nothing. If the Bible... If this right here is of the most high and we just tripping and we own something, then that means you just burn the Bible. You just burn it. And y'all know, good and darn go well, y'all have a pot to piss in. Half y'all can't even say anything straight. So you're not going to go up against so thousand-year-old book that's constantly interpreting every single thing almost that's happening around us, this realm, spiritual realm, ecos realm, all types of realm with answers, solid answers. You know, you know you don't have no answers for uh, life, the spiritual realm, spiritual warfare. So I'm not, I'm not happy about anything that undermines the scriptures. And John, I hear some noise again. Okay. Um, so this, this, this act. I'm actually muted, Seth. <laughs> I don't know how you figuring that out. 
Yeah, uh, Pastor Chris, damn, be careful because you're the only line. Pastor Chris dropped. He's going to be calling back here shortly. So listen, folks, again, uh, this this act, this this behavior is a threat to our very existence as a as a species, as a nation. Uh, it's, what about self-esteem of the individual? Here you are, you got body parts that say one thing, and you're acting completely away from your body parts. It's like you're ignoring your arm and saying, I can't move my arm. You're like ignoring your leg. you got a penis. You're trying to act as though you have a vagina. Okay, Brother John, seriously, you're lying. You make us annoyed, but I don't know what's going on. So I just don't want to come into So while you're working, I'm going to uh, just mute your line just for a second. But, uh, folks, it's very, 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 very serious. Very, 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 very serious. This is nothing to play with, okay? Uh, we can't uh, 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 just be sitting up here pussyfooting around, walking on eggshells. We've got to just deliver. Tonight we're going to play some audios that's going to, be probably disturbing for some of y'all because it's going to say you're going to hear some things some people are going to be saying things, uh, especially those of you that, that believe in the scriptures and really walk by the scriptures. You're not going to like some of the stuff you're going to hear. But we got to play this because this is where our people play this. So, Brother John, while you work on your line or whatever, that little noise is, I think what we should do is go ahead and start this uh, first clip. And I think we got a clip by Oprah, got a clip by Ellen. And we got a clip by um, a lady by the name of Janet Mock, who's an up-and-coming voice. Uh, and Brother John, your line is now open. Uh, up-and-coming voice uh, with the whole uh, LGBTQ community. Janet Mock, make a note of her name. Janet Mock, you'll hear some other names tonight. These folks is serious hitters, man. They are serious hitters. And um, uh, they are some among, uh, some of the voices, some of the names. Uh, Janet Mock is one, uh, another name. You need to uh, mark and just just watch them because you can learn a lot by watching the movement of certain people. And uh, Raquel Willis, Raquel Willis uh, is another one, uh, Raquel Willis. Uh, these are men. Keep in mind, these are men. But if you look at them with the eye, they're beautiful women, but they're really men, and they are out there. Remember, they are men. It's going to be hard to keep saying that because everybody's going to refer to them as a woman. They're going to sound like a woman. They're going to look like a woman. Everything in your eyeballs can say woman, woman, woman. You're going to see breasts. You're going to see fingernails. You're going to see hair did. You're going to see nice. They're going to look very, very nice. They're going to look prettier than some women. But they're men, and they're on a mission to push, push, push something like Brother John was saying. So this is nothing to play with. Uh, I do have a hand that has went up. Uh, and it looked like it's, it's, a, it's a possible Malachi uh, uh, moderator. What do you want to do? And keep in mind, we're going to go ahead and start clip number one here shortly, whenever we, whenever you want to, okay? But we do have, uh look like, four clips, and they're very short. So what do you want to do real quickly? Brother John, your line is open. What do you want to do? you got a hand up, and you got uh, four clips here. Uh, grab the, let's grab the hand. And, by the way, like I was telling you, Seth, I, I've been on mute. I'm not sure what you're hearing. <laughs> yeah, when I mute your line, it stops. I don't know what it is. I don't know what to say. No, so I'm talking about my mind it. was muted. Yeah, yeah I'm saying my is. line was muted Hopefully, before you muted it. Night, but in, yeah, yeah, but anyway. Um, let's let's get that hand. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Air code 817350, uh, your line is now open. I think this is Pastor Malachi. Brother, welcome to the show. How are you doing? And again, our condolences for your aunt, brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the prayers and condolences. Uh, 
Uh, yes, I'm calling from Fort Worth, Texas, the Lost Found Israelites Ministry. Uh, I just wanted to say that uh, that this homosexual LBGQT agenda is, uh, I agree with you, Brother Seth, that it's a population control thing, that that's why they uh, uh, that they are endorsing it because it's part of the uh, Depopulating the Earth program uh, that they're trying to bring into play. Uh, it's also perpetuating the destruction of the black family as well, or the traditional black family. Uh, however, I, I saw on the news today that Russia is uh, Russia is, uh, and their president Putin is uh, setting forth a amendment to define marriage in that constitution as a man and a woman. Uh, but uh, one thing that I would like to say in addition to what I've already said is that uh, we need to let people know that these feelings that you have for the same sex, you know, you can change. You can be delivered. Uh, there is hope for you. You don't have to uh, succumb or uh, keep repeating that toxic behavior. You understand? Uh, you can be delivered, and uh, we're not here to we're not here to demonize you as a person. Uh, we just disagree with the behavior pattern, and we disagree with the agenda to uh, since they can't reproduce, they they look to recruit uh, the younger generation. They are they are, they have a multi million dollar campaign. Uh, by producing child books, uh, they have a multi-million dollar campaign to to recruit the children. Uh, while they can't pray in school, yet they can have homosexual gay clubs in, in schools, even in high school. So it does an agenda to recruit the young children. And I just and uh, uh, even Billy Graham's son, who had six, Billy Graham's son had six engagements to speak in in England. They was all canceled because they said that he hate gays. He said no, just hate the behavior. So uh, we as Christians and, and believers and Israelites, we have to stand up for the word and witness to, uh, to witness to them. Let them know that we're not here to condemn you. We're here to just share with you a, a better way. Thank you very much. Very good. Okay. Thank Pastor you very Chris, much. Your line is open. Your, your, your line is open, Pastor. I hear you want to say something. Go right ahead. And um, hold on one second. Everybody's everybody's line is open. Go ahead, brother, and quickly. Okay. Uh, I just remember and something I that ha- happened. Um, I just rem- remember some something that happened many years ago. I don't know if this uh, this point has been addressed over about close to twenty years ago, maybe twenty years ago. I had a friend, and you know, he shared with me that his his breast was going growing like women. You know, a person really has to trust you to tell you something like that. You know, and he told he told me that he had four children. He didn't go act. He didn't walk around acting gay. Yeah, he was a family man, and he loved his children. 
you weren't going around trying to promote uh, a certain agenda during that time. He loved his children. He was a good family man. And he shared that with me. So, I, you know, I've been blessed that people have shared stuff with me in confidence, you know. And uh, I haven't seen him in many years. Many, many years, probably 20 years. But I remember he told me that his his um, his chest area grow boobs like a woman. He didn't get no well, kind well, then, of chemicals. Huh? Well, Dan, let me interject you. Let me interject you. That's kind of an old issue. I don't know if you noticed or not, but there is such thing as estrogen. And sometimes there's some balance that can cause men to... D- that don't mean anything about your desire for a man because you may have boobs or you, a woman may grow uh, hair on their face or a man may grow this or that. That has to do with estrogen and um can't think of the other word for males. But my point is, that's all that is. Well, my, so, my point is that it was a it was a birth defect, a birth defect. So there are yeah. men that go around with um, women's con- conditions or parts, but they don't have to. Uh, they don't have to carry it out. I mean, he was a family man. He had about four children. He was a good father. But I didn't know what to say at that time because that was something different for me. Here's a serious something like that. But since we're dealing on this subject, yeah. Yeah, I I think, like what Seth was saying, I I think that there are many instances in the makeup of various people where they may have traits, characteristics, or qualities of the opposite sex. Um, That does not convert into the ne- the necessary uh, desire for the same sex. I think that that's just a right. natural um, thing that, that, that takes place. I think that there is plenty of people who are, they look like the, uh, a man's man, but in their heart, in their desire, they, they have this feeling, if you will. And I believe, I'm like, I'm, I get it. In the, in, the, in the society that we live in, they purposely, they purposely, over, we see way too many images as children, way too many images that pertain to sex. But, what, but the thing is that to me, when a person just simply says like, hey, this is who I am, and, and, and okay, if that's you, then do you. But then, like uh, Apostle Malachi stated, they begin to recruit. They actually form a group and they say, how can we impact society so that they are more flexible to our position, so on and so forth. That's, to me, that's the the work of darkness. That's the only one I'm referring to. It's not the fact that someone is feminine. I fully understand that. What I wanted to bring out, it could be somebody listening to this program who have organisms organ 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 organized organs that pertain to a woman. Now I didn't get a chance to do any research on it, but there are men mm-hmm. out there they they are kinda like suffering in darkness because they don't have most of a social life 
And uh, I just want to address that, that if you had a birth defect and that you are a male and you have parts like a woman, I would encourage that person to go get the surgery to make them like what they're supposed to have been from the beginning. That's my point. That you are suffering. You know what, Dan? That's a very interesting. Huh? Dan, that's a very interesting. If I could quick interjection here, because we don't want to belabor, because this is probably one percent of these folks you're talking about. There's very few people have both organs or something like that, or they, you know, that's that's a that's that's a that's that's a very few. It's a I want to hit the bulk of the people tonight, if you don't mind. But you're absolutely right. There, there is somebody we want to cover all bases that is going through that. That you're right. Surgical. Uh, I would go let doctors do the, you know, how they can figure out how much you have of a male, whatever. That's true. So moving on from that, because then truly that's only one percent of all trans uh, genders and gays for real, for real. Okay. Uh, well, John, uh, we yeah. have. Go ahead, John. Go, uh, go ahead, but then less than. About ten seconds. We have got these clips. We're gonna get on because they're gonna. I just want to did last time. If you are listening tonight and you've been struggling for years with this problem, with this secrecy, go get you some help. Get you some help to return your body. If you're a woman or you're a man, return your body back to what it's supposed to have been in the beginning. You don't have to live in this type of secrecy that's causing you many problems in your life because you don't want nobody else to know about it. So I would encourage you, if you need surgery, go get you surgery. Don't let this thing hang over your life and bring torment into your life. Get you some help. Sin have caused defects in people's bodies. And this is one of the sins, dealing with organs or something that's not normal for a man and probably not normal for a woman. But I want to encourage, while we're on this topic, even though they're not Mm -hmm. promoting it, this is a subject that people don't talk about because you don't hear much about it. And I, I know from experience, what I'm talking about, I'm sure he didn't go around telling people that. I felt confident, and I felt good that he trusted me. And we had we had talked right. for months. So I just want to okay, encourage Dan, people Dan, out Dan, there. Brother Dan, brother Dan, brother Dan, brother Dan, hold on a second, because you're repeating yourself. For time's sake, again, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this 1%. Okay, no, no disrespect to you, but you hit the point. You told him to go to the doctor like three times. We want to move on, okay? And I really appreciate your sensitivity to those particular group of people. I really do, and I'm not just saying that. But we have a lot of information for the 99% folks that that don't relate to, okay? Uh, so if you don't mind, I want to move on. Um, brother John, brother John, we have um, uh, part two from last week. We forgot to play. Y'all have not heard from. Um, Ricky Smile, uh, keep saying, uh, Keith Smiley show, couldn't even think here. But, um, uh, uh, no, Ricky Smiley, uh, my wife was saying Tabby, but it's actually Ricky Smiley. Uh, we didn't listen to part two. That's the one thing we got to do. So I want to go ahead and go to that if we don't mind, and then we can uh, finish up. Yeah, let's queue uh, it up. With, 
uh, this is all the same topic. Uh, this is Ricky Smiley, folks. Again, this was uh, uh, people calling over Dwayne Wade's daughter, Saya. And uh, you got to hear some of the things said by this by this panel on the Ricky Smiley show. So this again, they're talking about Dwayne Wade. Same topic. We just didn't finish it up last week, and then we're gonna play some other topics that they uh, other clips about uh, some new clips. All right, here come part two. All right, let's go to the phone. Good morning. I'm from Louisiana, and I agree with what Boosie said, but he was talking about having the gender reassignment surgery. He said if he wants to be trans, let him be trans, but don't cut it off. I feel like it's too soon. He should be experiencing being a boy right now once he gets later on in life. If he decides that he wants to be a, a identify as a she, that's completely fine. But at the age of 12, that's unacceptable. No, uh, that's fine. He can do what he wants to do. But us as African Americans, maybe we can start identifying as Caucasian Americans and see if that gets us any different. Children <laughs> <laughs> should not be allowed to make lifelong decisions at such a young age. Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union you know better than that. They're the parents. You know exactly what you need to do. You get them away from some of them friends who's caused them to be that way. Uh, yeah, I agree with Boosie. I feel like Dwayne Wade is almost brainwashed at this point trying to support his son. It's, it's, I know he has good intentions, but it's, it's not healthy at that age to support someone trying to change their gender. Yeah, and, and the thing about it is, man, and, and if, if I, what I hate is the fact that we get attacked. You know, like I get comments. Uh, everybody see my, me and my little grandson on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Well, why you talk so heavy to him? Well, he, well, he has a right to cry. I know it, 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 women, women coming on my Facebook page telling me how to teach my grandson how to be a man. Right. You, you, I say you, and I go on there all the time when I see it, you don't tell me what to do. Yeah. Now, if you want to inbox me and make a suggestion, For sure. we can have a conversation, but you don't tell me what to do. You need, you don't tell me you need to, whatever Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle do, that's their business. Yeah. I don't care, but don't get mad at me for putting my grandson out there on the football field, just like I did Brandon and Malik in baseball mm-hmm. and teaching them how to cut the grass and take care of yard and change the oil uh, in the car or whatever, or whatever. Because think about Gary, you always say, you say this all the time. I'm a gay man, but at the end of the, the day, the last word is man. You, right. just because of your sexual preference, does not take you from being a woman if I'm gay or a, because you're a man. It doesn't make you're not a man if you're gay. You still need to know and, how to be a man. And I say that to y'all, and especially when y'all kind of get carried away. To remind, to, remind, uh, to remind you. And I don't like the word gay. I read the alternative. Okay. I will I will keep alternative in mind. And then, and then we're going to have to make a list of all these names. And yeah. then if somebody, uh, they, like, they just uh, misidentify somebody. Yes, wrong pronoun. Well, how the hell are you supposed to know what to say if they come in there with some jeans? You know it's a damn man. And you call him a man and he get upset. Would you and go, I, there are videos out right now where people have went, oh, I am not a woman. Right. I am not, I am a man. You know, just getting up, going off on people because how the hell are they supposed to know? Since it's they, they, they be trying to be respectful, say, well, well, sir, I'm not a sir. You know, right. it, it's, it's, and here's where people get mad. It's too much. Where do we draw the line? Yeah. It's too much. How does somebody supposed to know what you identify as? What do you say? I, I identify as a woman. I identify as a, as a this. I identify as a, What would you go and tell everybody? They so do. We, that, it, like Caitlyn Jenner did it when yeah, but, uh, but Bruce you, transitioned. He well, did that yeah, he article a, and yeah, said he wanted to be called her. Well, he got on the dress and shirt shoes. Right. But, but what I'm saying is. What is he wearing? 
Okay, call us up. Let us know what you think. Eight six six nine R I T K E Y. Big But the thing about it is, like somebody just on um on Facebook uh this morning said Ricky Smiley is making everybody mad. Now now you mad because we even having the conversation. What are we supposed to do? <laughs> what are we? Yeah, uh, Brett, Gary, I'm, I'm like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm totally confused. Uh, do, do you, Gary, you do you think this is too much? Um, the situation, the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't. It's just because you're not going to ever come up with a correct answer. Or whatever. Everybody's going to always be mad about. It. We don't even know why in the hell Dwayne Wade didn't even tell everybody about it. I mean, because that's, that's their business. Now that's what they're saying on Facebook this morning. Like, uh, keep your uh, family business private. Yes. And, and now the, the child is being um, out there and in the open, and, and everybody judging or whatever. You know, and I don't think I would want that for my child. Yeah. No, saying? exactly. Magic didn't tell us about EJ. She just popped up. Exactly. When, so, when, when, when she when, was older, though, too. You know, when yeah. EJ got older, you didn't see EJ as a 13-year-old right. boy trying to figure out. You didn't see him until he was living on his own, a grown man, right. and he makes his own decision. And here's what Dwayne Wade said. Zaya started doing more research. She was the one who sat down with us as a family and said, hey, I don't think I'm gay. And she, she went down the list and said, you know, this is how I identify myself. This is my gender identity. So it was just, it was a, a process for us to sit down with our daughter and find out who she is and what she likes and not put something on her because as, as parents, we put our hopes and we put our fears on our kids. Right. And with Zaya, we decided to, to listen to her and she's leading us along this, along this journey. Right. Yeah. And you know what hurts me though, kind of? Mm-hmm. He caught he calling her her. She's still looking like him. Well, see, she this still, is this is what I think Dwayne was saying that Zaya set him and his wife and maybe the other kids down and said, "Look, I am not gay. I identify as a girl. I feel like I'm a girl. So I'm not a gay boy, right. but I am a girl that likes boys. That happens now, to be in the boy body. That's in a boy, mm-hmm. and so that's what she says. What she means he right. means when she says he explained it to us. And, and here's my response to, to, to Zion. It had had that been my child. Okay, I understand that, and I understand you feel that way, and I definitely respect that. I love you, first of all. You yeah. know, no matter what uh, you decide yeah. later on in life, but while at the age of 12, now is not the time to be dealing with no kind of sexuality, man, woman, even if you was a girl or whatever. You know, I, I want you to be a great person and mm-hmm. do good in school and make some great things happen for yourself because we don't want to exploit yeah. your sexuality or exploit you and bring negative attention to you, son because or daughter, because a lot of people out here are homophobic and really don't understand, and, and people have gotten killed over this. Yeah, so right. Let's just, yeah. So let's use a little bit of discretion, and mm-hmm. as the years go by and, and, and times change or whatever, and the atmosphere change, then we'll make some decisions and... and uh, later, and as you get older, get ready to graduate from high school, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I will teach you how to, later on, how to use it to keep yourself safe. Absolutely. And you can be who you want to be, mm-hmm. you know. Because but at 12, they're not, their brains are not mature enough. Think about the brain of a 12-year-old kid. Even if they know that they're not like the rest of the boys in class or they're not like the rest of the girls in class, they're still just a child, and so they're not mature enough to make right. these kind of lifelong decisions. Right. All right, y'all, uh, let us know what you think. Uh, I'm taking some more of your calls. Get at me. Eight.
back, folks, and give you this to the Fireswiss on Network. This is Brother Seth. We have Brother Dan Wallace of um, Gospel Tracks Wild. We have uh, Pastor Alfie Chris of Malaysia Temple. We have also now Brother Elishua Ellison of, of Israel now. And we have the moderator. We have the moderator, Brother John Clark on the line. Folks, thank you for tuning in to Why Are African Americans Households Skyrocketing with Transit? Transgenders and gays. One more time. Why are African American households skyrocketing with transgenders and gays? Part two. This will be the final part, and we're just trying to really show love to that community and let them know what you're participating in is a part of the New World Order system. You're being tricked, you're being used by the enemy. Uh, every one line is almost open. Hold on. Okay, Brother Dan, Brother uh, Moderator, of course, your line is open now. Uh, 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 now, uh, Brother LSU, your line is open. Brother LSU, welcome to the show. Uh, listen, I just want to say something really quickly, really quickly, really quickly. I want to share uh, something that happened. I'll make this story that needs to be five minutes. I'm going to try to do it in two minutes. But I used to date a young lady, and she had a daughter. Uh, she had three daughters. One of the daughters' name was Sabrina. Sabrina. I'm trying to prove what this this real life story actually happened. Something that happened with a girl that was I well, I believe influenced by an evil spirit. Okay, but you, you judge for yourself. But I promise, uh, with every five of my being, it's the truth. So help me. This young lady had a daughter named Sabrina. 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 And she had two other daughters. Never mind their name. I'm only going to give Sabrina's name because of this situation. Nobody else's real name will I give. But there, excuse me, I'm sorry. She had a she had a daughter, three daughters, and they had a cousin, a cousin named Sabrina. Please forgive me. A cousin that would come over from time to time named Sabrina. And uh, this cousin had an imaginary friend that she introduced to these three girls. The imaginary friend name was Satima. Satima. All right? So we got three girls uh, who has a cousin that comes from time to time named Sabrina, and she introduced those three girls to an imaginary friend she calls Satima. Now, a lot of kids have imaginary friends. It's not nothing really new about that. But when I begin to see these three girls, I, I did see the cousin interact with this Satima, but I did see the three girls interact with this friend that was introduced by this cousin. And I didn't like how one of the girls talked about Satima and had no trouble with the other two girls because it was just imaginary plaything. But this one girl, I had trouble because she acted like she really was talking to something and it didn't seem imaginary. You know, it's imaginary. You kind of play with it and you kind of not. You kind of forget it's there. But this one girl acted like it was there. So I told her mother that I didn't like the way her daughter played with this imaginary friend named Satima. And she said, well, Seth, come on now. You know, hopefully I don't spill up and say this girl's name. But she said, you know, come on. You wasn't your kid? I said, yeah, I, don't, I was a kid before. I nobody imagined their friends, but I never seen. She said, let's go walk because I want the girls to hear us talking. So we went walking, folks. Two story. Oh, my goodness. Promise you, folks. I, I don't lie. Lying is not one of my weaknesses. Um. We went walking, and I kept hearing and talking my spiritual words. She said, well, I know about evil spirits and all that, but you know what? You know, the church I go to, da 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 So she said, you know what? And to make this story fast, I'm going to speed it up. She says, well, Jeff, when we get home, I'll let them know that 
no more imaginary friend, Satima. I'll just do it. I say, I really think you're doing the right thing. I almost said her name. Let me make up a name. That way I won't say her name. I'm going to say Janice. That way I won't make up the real name. I won't say the real name. But I said, Janice, I really think that's a good decision. So when she got home, we knocked on the door. She knocked on the door, and the girls, three of them, plural, came to the door all like, Mama, 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 Satima says she's leaving. Satima says she's leaving, and she can't come back. Now, folks, it is virtually impossible for those girls to have known what we was talking about. The mother looked so terrified. She knew that that was that was something serious. That they knew that. How would this imaginary friend know? Why did they? They was all kind of like it was a really a big deal. Like she's leaving. She's leaving. Mom said she can't come back. Her mom said, Get, "Girls, let's pray." She says, "She says, come and live with her. Come and live with her. She says, Seth, please pray. Please pray.' That's all she can say. Seth, Seth, please pray. Please pray." She was so scared. If I had the time to tell you how many times evil spirits have used adults around me, uh, 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 children, teenagers, speaking through them, not that they're possessed, not necessarily possessed, but somebody do something, and you know that energy wasn't from them. Folks will be here all night. And how about myself? How about myself? Times I was used like a conduit to oppress others, to, to, to seduce women, I was used. And I look back on I know those were not me. There were times when it was me. I mean, I know me and my thoughts and what I, but there's just these things that you don't, you know. So all I'm trying to say, just because kids introduce something to the parents, it don't mean it's genuine and this is you're being your true, authentic self. Back to you, moderator. I just had to share that, Brother John. Uh, just had to share that. Your hand, brother, that is a yeah. That's a phenomenal story there, brother Seth. Um, I would like to open it up. I that's I still feel the same way about the uh, the quote unquote um, Ricky Smiley show. Um, the persons who run these airways they have an agenda to push, and it may seem like you're listening to persons given give and take, but what it is, in my opinion, is persons slowly ratcheting up a particular platform. But that's just me. You guys can let me know what you think. Um, for the persons that are listening in, feel 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 free to give us a call. Um, I would like for our panelists. There we go. Our panelists to chime in. Yeah, what's good, Al? Oh, man, it's all good. Good evening, everyone. Um, you know. <clears throat> Uh, you kind of like you step right in on cue again because when I first tuned in and I heard that and they were talking about Dwayne Wade and what was the motivation behind him publicizing this um, situation or whatever it is, this, this particular period in his child's life. And that begs the question again, why? And that goes, I think the, the answer to that question is consistent with what you said, is that these people are promoting an agenda. And the, 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 the ideal is to get you discussing it. Because once you discuss it and people begin to weigh in on their views, and their views are very liberal, and their views are inconsistent with the Bible, inconsistent with truth, then what happens is that when you have a mirage of that, 
it's just like anything else. We become desensitized to the perversion of the of what they are actually presenting. So we're discussing something that's actually a perversion. And we're discussing as if though we need to determine as to how we somehow uh, uh, integrate this into the culture that our children can understand and that a child can understand as it gets at a certain age. No, a child should be told you should wait until you get older to determine if this is going to be a way of life. No, if you are a parent, especially if you are a god parent, you should be told at any age. This is a perversion. It's an abomination. No doubt. No doubt. No matter what the age and the approach should be that if you are feeling this, then I feel like that you're being influenced now I'm t- t- picking up off of what Brother Seth just said by something that's beyond you. And I think that we need to sit down and discuss this. How did you come to terms since you since you seem to have really did your research then, how did you arrive at this decision? I mean, and that, now I'm not back how did you arrive at it? What initiated this whole process? What 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 made you think that you were gay or made you think that you are a girl as opposed to being a boy? You know, give me, literally, that's how I do my children. I sit down, I'm like, give me the time and place. What were you doing at the time? Because people, right. this is not something we should negotiate based upon what is a child's age that once they should be introduced to this or when this is presentable or it's reliable, I mean, it's permittable, and when, it's, when, when this should be allowed. At no age should this lifestyle be tolerated. We don't reject the people. We love them. But at no age, as believers, as citizens of the kingdom of God, are we to come to terms and be comfortable with the lifestyle of homosexuality. It is a perversion. It is an abomination. It is contrary to the word of God. Back over to you, Brother Moderator. Well said. Well, you know, um, I think that... um, I think that it's readily apparent, you know, what, what we're dealing with. Um, and, um, again, for me, I'm like my, I, I pretty much laid it out on the line, uh, last, last week. So, you know, I don't need to, um, restate again, my position on, on the whole matter. Um, at the end of the day, I, I kind of know what's going on. As a matter of fact, uh, one quick, uh, a story I can recall uh, a girl that I was kicking it with when I lived in Pennsylvania and she had a son whom I, I guess he was becoming gay or whatever the case may be and at his school they had they created a new club called the Gay Straight Alliance the Gay Straight Alliance and so you know I thought to myself like who thought of that you know whose idea was that my point is is that why do you need a gay straight alliance? What's the what's the point of that? You know, um, and so there are people who they look at this not just from the standpoint of an individual's choice. They look at this from the standpoint of making headway into that which is status quo and changing status quo. That's what we're that's what we're basically seeing taking place. So. You know, um, every time I hear these clips, it's just like it's, <laughs> it blows my mind uh, to hear these clips. A, a three-year-old, a, th- a three, a three-year-old saying that they knew that they was always uh, a, a girl or whatever the case may be. It, don't get me wrong; it's possible. It's possible. Um, it's just that uh, I would think that a person 
would, it, like the parents, I think that they would step in and talk to that child and get an understanding of how are you feeling this way at three, <laughs> at three, you know? So anyway, mm-hmm. uh, I'll leave that, I'll you know, leave and, that on, I'll leave that there. And you know, Brother John, if I could, there's one more point I wanted to offer up, and that was especially from the, the biblical, from the biblical perspective, and, you know, and that is this. Often you will hear people, as a matter of fact, Seth had a give and take on his Facebook uh, page uh, with a gentleman in this regard. Often people will say that they disregard the Bible within uh, and, and about this issue because of the fact that they feel like the Bible is harsh or that preachers actually emphasize an aspect, a portion of the Bible that's really outdated. And none of that is actually true to the fact because the fact, just like in the Old Testament, the uh, law speaks against a man lying with a man as he would with a woman or a woman lying with a woman as, he, as they would a man and says that anybody who should do, who were caught doing that, then the uh, punishment for that is death. Now, in the New Testament, what happens is that actually the Apostle Paul in the book of Romans in the first chapter, about the 27th verse, he actually echoes the same principle in law that is and that is that is uh in, in, informs us in the old testament. And here's the issue. Being in homosexuality in a society that is oriented in truth, being a homosexual should be a shame based reality, a shame based lifestyle. In other words, what has happened through the whole Me Too movement and the LBGTQ movement, it is to get you to accept that which actually the law has designed that people who participate in that lifestyle, they are to be shamed. Now, I'm coming with some hard, cold facts, but, you know, let's cut the chase and let's deal with the truth. Because, literally, we just heard a tape 15, 20 minutes long. I don't know how long it was. It might have been shorter than that, but it seemed very long to me, where people were trying to rationalize this lifestyle. So, yeah, I'm going to come and bring you a different viewpoint. And it's the scripture that says that, literally, homosexuality in a culture, that is rooted in the Ten Commandments, is supposed to be a lifestyle that is supposed to be shamed. And that is actually a point of prevention from people wanting to take on that lifestyle. What our culture is doing is trying to do the opposite. We're trying to rationalize so we can embrace the lifestyle so that the homosexuals can be comfortable living in their perversion. Right. And the other but, thing um, is this. Let's open the, it. Well, I'm sorry. Well, I'll set that point in. I mean, you know, I want to go ahead because I, I know you want to respond to that point, but there was one more point I wanted to make about that after that, but it doesn't, it's different than the same question. So go ahead and make your point, John, please, sir. Well, actually, I was just going to open it up for Pastor Christian and Brother Dan um, to get a, a word and give us, give us your thoughts on what we're discussing. Um, jump in. Okay. I, I'd like to go ahead. Okay. Hello? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Pastor Chris. I got you. Oh, okay. Um, I'm I'm just going to take it, uh, say a couple of things from a different direction. Um, you know, we we live in a culture that is not ours. And True. In the European in the European culture, in other words, what we're seeing today about pedophilia and all that kind of stuff that is in European culture. We weren't, our people weren't like that, but that was something that was in European culture. If you ever read that book, um, The Caveman Inheritance, 
They've had several scholars. Iceman Inheritance. About, I'm sorry, Iceman Inheritance. I'm sorry. Thanks, John. No problem. And 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 so what they're doing is trying to open it up because, in other words, to me, it's like it's nothing new. They've been doing it, but now they're bringing it to the surface. We're going to make it all right to do this and that and this and that. And so, you know, when we understand that that is something that is foreign to our culture, you know, then we, we have a better understanding. Like Brother El Yeshua said, even even in Egyptian religion, uh, one of the 42 negative confessions actually said, I have not slept with a man like I would sleep with a woman. Mm. And so, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's, cult, that's, that's our culture. We weren't into that kind of uh, depraved right. sex. And then the other, other thing I wanted to say was, um, you know, I don't know why we, we kind of act like we are surprised that the mass media is pushing that because we know who owns the mass media. No doubt. All no of doubt. those who've made what I, what they say, kiss the ring, mm-hmm. or whatever. And so, you know, when you see Oprah and all these other celebrities, you know, because what Wade is married to who? Gabrielle. Yeah. And she is what? In what? What? Isn't she in the media? Is no Oprah in the media? Yeah, yeah. Very much so. So, you you know, in other words, you know, we shouldn't be surprised that they are pushing this. I would be surprised right. if they weren't if they weren't pushing it. You're absolutely right. And then I agree. the last point I wanted to make with Brother Dan, you know, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit about, you know, telling people they need to go get surgery. Because, you know, that that is something that has, uh, it's really a deep... Uh, Psychological thing If I was born with two sex organs You know Having, having to give true. one of them up Without some kind of counseling and guidance Huh if Yes you don't sir mind, I, I hate doing this I really hate doing this But again like I told Dan I don't know if you heard me I think it's when your phone dropped But that's only 1% of these people I don't want to spend too much time Right no I understand Right but I, I'm just saying listen, I understand Somebody to have to deal with And just to yeah, go tell them yeah, Oh go get one of them cut off or, or whatever You know you know, We, we don't it's, That's some deep cycle dynamics there And you know they might You know you see what I'm saying they, they, need, they need some help To help them make the proper decision for themselves Because you, you know which yeah. would Okay I'm, I'm, I'm going to get this organ off Or that organ off I told what you what, 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 Chris in that regard yeah, you know what I'm saying? I totally, I totally agree with you because that that requires some counseling because you're in a situation where you have both organs, and so right. if, if if the traditional and the biblical orientation is that your organ determines your sex, what do you do when you have both? But like Brother said, right. they make up from less than 101%, but that, that is that 1%, and what Pastor Chris is saying is that if, if there's somebody out there who may be that less than one percent, or who knows someone? Then yeah, you, you you want them, you want to pray for them, because like Pastor right. said, that is a traumatic situation, 
And the thing is that you could make a decision to say, well, okay, which one am I going to go with? And then five years later, you could be revisited with that whole thing again, and now you've made the decision. So, yeah, that's something that, really, I'll leave that up to them and God. I'll support them, pray for them, you know, uh, minister in whatever way, but that's something that they have to seek the most high about, and they have to go with what they feel is good in their spirit, what is right in their heart, you know. Uh, just want to interject here really quickly, brother. Uh, uh, moderator, we do have uh, two more clips, and I don't know how we're gonna get them in, but I'm telling you, y'all got to hear this. Uh, y'all hadn't heard anything yet on uh, the, the clips I have for this week, but uh, I'm telling you, this is really something to yep. hear. This is a uh, let's kill. Let's go. Uh, let's go and cue that first one up. Hey, hey, uh, okay. brother John. This is this. Yeah. There was just one point I wanted to make yeah. real quick before you go to the clip, and that was in regards to this, and that is the people mm-hmm. who are in this lifestyle. And I want to do something that's really, I've never said ever, you know, I'm 58 years old. I've been to church for a long, long time. I've been, I don't think I remember a time part of my life where for some, at some way, to some degree extent, I have not been a part or associated with the church. And I want to tell people who struggle with, with the sin of homosexuality. And I want to talk especially to the people who are tempted. The Bible says that Christ was tempted in all ways, even like it's unto us. It's the spirit. It talks. It speaks. It, it influences. It wants to convince you to capitulate. And I want to say to you that I'll be transparent. I'm about as masculine as a Negro as you're going to come across. Anybody who knows me knows that. I have no issues with my manhood. I'm going to tell you something. I have, like, engaged heavily, deeply at points in my life in pornography. And I'm one of those persons that I'm always sensitive in the spirit realm of what's going on around me, whether I am in darkness or in light. And I have had many situations where I know that what I'm feeling, what I'm sensing, what's being presented, there's a demon behind this. And to confirm it, one day I was looking at something. And, yes, yeah, I'm going to be very late, late with people. I want to get this real because people are out there suffering because people won't be transparent and deal with real issues and come from a real perspective that people can be free. The thing that the devil uses is to keep us in darkness. That's where the light exposes the, the, the evil deeds that are done in darkness, and this is what we're talking about. And I was watching the porn one time, and, and this is like one of those classic old films back in the day. And I'm watching it, and they cut from the scene, and they go to a picture on the wall. And Brother Seth, can you hear me? Yes, yes. Guess whose picture was on the wall, Brother Seth? Picture of Anton LaVey. For the people who don't know who Anton LaVey is, Anton LaVey was the head of the Satanist church, Church of Satan. He is the man who wrote the, the, founder. Satan, the, 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 the founder of it. He's the founder, and he's the one who wrote the Satanist Bible. Now, I told you I was watching a porn. They cut from the scene like they're panning through the room, and they go on a picture, and it's dark, and it's like all of a sudden smoke fills the room, and there's a picture of Anton LaVey. What more do I, as a conscious being, who has done ultimate research and who is very sensitive to what's going on around me, need to know to inform me? Do you know right now you are in a satanic environment? And that's why, like David said, 
I will put no wicked thing before my eyes. And what I'm saying to everyone who's listening is that we all struggle with issues. Some men sin, some things go before the light. But I'm telling you something. Seth put a post on his page, and it had something to the fact that for all these gays who have been in the closet and who have been struggling, we appreciate you, and we encourage you in your support. Something to that effect. He's here. He can say it better than me. He said it. But I want to make a point to this, say this, is that my brother was absolutely right. I am a full-blooded man, and I am married. But I see women on a daily basis who are beautiful, who are gorgeous. I used to work at a health club around nothing but fully beautiful, voluptuous women. And so I have to tell you, you don't have any of those women who are going to come back and say, yeah, I was with years. We were together. We did this and that. Because just like you have to resist that temptation and that spirit of homosexuality, I had to resist the, the, the spirit of fornication. Seth, you a married man. Do you not have to resist the spirit of fornication and adultery? Yeah. You do, right? You have to resist it, right? Are you not tempted in that area? Let's be real, people. Let's be real. Do you ever get tempted in that area? I think when I when I when I say temptation, to me a temptation is a thought like, wow. I think I've had I've had thoughts. Exactly. And that's where it begins, people. It begins with a thought. And what happens is that the thought will come consistently and it will come bombarding you until they get you to capitulate. I talked with many people who were homosexuals when I was at ORU. At Old Roberts University, I had a friend. He was a, he was a gay. Come to find out, I met his family and two of his brothers were gay. And when I would sit down and have conversations with him, I was like, man, how did y'all come? Like, what happened? And we would get to talking and it would start with a thought. And then the thought would become more reoccurring. And then what would happen is that when you would start to engage the thought, isn't that what happened in the Garden uh, of Eden? I'm through. I, th- I think it's a very interesting well, point you brought up. Before I share that, I want to, but Dan had anything because he's just there quietly. Does Dan have anything? Okay. Yes, I'd like to say that Dwayne said this child is taking us on a journey. Well, the Bible don't teach that. The Bible says right. for the parents to train a child up in the way of All God. Right, yeah. Now the child ain't supposed right. to not supposed to tell the parents what he gonna do while they're in that household. Right. Well, that might be the way you think, but for me and my household. We're going to right. serve the Lord, and you're going to have to respect right. that while you're here. I'm going to pray that you get delivered from that as you get older. But you will not entertain or participate in this lifestyle. Now, no. Dwayne said, this child is taking us on a journey. What are you saying, Dwayne Way? What's the deal? No you, doubt. You're adult. Why Why you let a child direct the way you're supposed to raise your children? I mean, if that ain't, if that ain't liberalism, that's a, that's a breaking down of the family, too. The children, that's the open door. The children are telling the parents, what is right and what is wrong. 
and right. this is not right. This is not right. This is going to open the door for many things that happen in our society. And I think what's happening is parents are not taking out time for their children. They're not taking out time to train them. They don't take out time to be with them. They don't take out time to discuss things with them. Their children don't have confidence if they have problems to come to them. And so, you know, it's kind of like I think that's what they're looking for. I think what they're looking for is getting these parents, and there's so many of them, because a lot of these parents, they're working two income jobs. They don't have no time, have no time for each other. And the kids out there left to themselves. So the Bible says, train up a child in the way of go, way to go. It didn't say, children, train up your parents in the way to go. And True. I disagree with Dwayne Way about that. I mean, if that ain't liberal, True. if that ain't liberal, it's a, it's a slap. It's a slap. It's a slap into parenthood to all the good parents. To all you know, the good Dan, parents, I, I, brother Dan, brother Dan, I don't yeah. think you should. I don't think you should. Call, I don't think you should call it liberalism because that's just a way. That's just another one of the points that they use to desensitize the truth. Just say it's anti-Bible, it's anti-God, it's anti-Kingdom. Because when we put when we put those liberal and conservative Republican tags, we just playing into that game. Really. Well, I just said anti-God, anti-God, anti-Bible. Because remember, 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 Republicans do a lot of stuff that's anti-God, too. So it's best to say anti-God. Yeah. Because when we get into the political thing, that's what they want us to do. So we can't see evil and wickedness for what it is. That's true. True. And I think that goes back to what uh, Pastor Chris was saying. This is in our culture. It's like... We, you know, every every black person knows that we always would look at little kids who were, were Caucasian and how they interacted with their parents. That's that's just an ongoing mm-hmm. ongoing joke with us. It's like we can't believe that, that little exactly. Tommy was able to do this. It's like we know what the outcome of that is, and so yeah, that that is. Uh, Pastor Chris said it best. He said, "This is, this is not us." We've we've had to assimilate it to something that was just foreign to us. Hey, I want to interject here really quickly here. I think I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to skip playing this 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 uh, audio. I just w- suggest y'all go to YouTube and type in the word Janet Mock. Janet Mock is the p- p- director of the the popular show Poise P O Pose or whatever they call it Pose or Poise. Uh, talk it's the it's the show with the largest transgenders ever in the U S history. And it's really something a black wow. woman is a, a black man. It's a black man, really. Very beautiful, beautiful. I mean, show us. I showed you, I, I teased my brother Mars earlier. I said, Mars, do you think this woman is say, Oh, yeah, she's bad. I said, That's a dude. But anyway, uh, I wanted to play an interview by her, but really, for time's sake, we probably can skip it because she's talking about how how she's driven to to tell their life story or their experience. She's got all these little phrases she used, and this woman is serious. They are on a mission to put this out 100 miles an hour. So they have, this show just been rewarded another, or just been granted an extension, another another two years or something. So this pose or whatever it's called is not going away. 
And I wanted y'all to hear this, but for time's sake, I know I would like to wrap up around 10. So in respect of that, I think I should play devil's advocate and just say some of the things I've been hearing, ask y'all questions, and just kind of put some things out there. Or we can play the clip if you want. But I thought what I would do is just ask some of the things. I have a list of things I've been hearing, such as you being your, you being yourself, stay true to yourself. I wanted y'all to address that because that's exactly a stronghold. That's what a lot of people are thinking right now listening to this show. What's wrong with being who you are? That's who I am. I need so y'all to address that. That There's goes li- to, layers that, of lies there. That goes right back to... Um, First of all, moderator, hold on. Do, do you think that's will. a great idea? Do you think that's a good idea? Because no, um, I think that's fine. Uh, I mean, I think that I think that that that, not w- that is fine. Uh, playing devil's advocate. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I've already that's looked up. I already looked up this 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 guy um, who, who the way that this guy looks. That this guy looks like a phenomenal woman, and that takes you back to the whole notion of deception. <laughs> they they're gonna find. Mm-hmm that person who looks absolutely appealing because it's like it deceives your mind to like to say the same thing that you would say for a woman you're actually saying for a guy so you must be gay no that that it's it's easy that I can be deceived that that looks like that but who that person actually is is still who that person actually is um and so again that's what that is Alistair Crowley folks we talked about Alistair Crowley when we were doing hide and seek a couple of weeks ago, Aleister Crowley was a, a very, very powerful witch, if you will. And he said, the whole of the law is do what thou wilt. That, when you hear the, the, the phrase, and how did you say, Seth, be true to yourself? Yeah. Was that, Seth? Mm-hmm. Be, true to you, be true to yourself. That, that's just another yeah. way of saying, give in, give in to your fleshly desires. That's all that that is. Do what thou wilt. Mm-hmm. Give into your fleshly desires. Don't fight it. Don't fight it. And but the only time that they will want you to not give in is when you are the one that's saying like, "Nah, that's wrong." They'll be like, "Nah, that's not wrong." <laughs> like, why fight? Mm-hmm. You know why? Why would you say that? It, mm-hmm. it's, it's really just again. The, matter of fact, if you've <laughs> never heard a serpent speak, if you've never heard a serpent speak, just listen to that. That's mm. that's what they're plugging. Be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. Be true to yourself, and they definitely want to plug that to the kids. And then listen to what Alice, Alistair Crowley, this this high-ranking witch, says: "Do what thou wilt." Those will sound very, very similar. That's how a serpent speaks. Do folks. what you like. Do what you like. That's right. <laughs> well, you know, uh, uh, yep. uh, 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 I, I'm thinking about some of the things that were said, like Brother Elisha brought up this exchange I had with a family member. I wasn't gonna. I'm not going to mention no names. This family is, is, is as dear as any family member, um, but there's deception. It ain't just, I'm kind of glad it happened as probably as a father because they bring up some arguments that a lot of these, these gays and transgenders bring up. But I want us to attack some of those before we go. We only have a few little minutes here. But, folks, they are saying these words. This is what they're saying. That it's a lot of people saying, stay true to yourself. Uh, uh, a living, here's one of uh, 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 Janet Mock's uh, uh, phrases, uh, living your true authentic self. Uh, Brother Dan, if you hear somebody say, well, I'm just living my true authentic self, you know, I have to be true to myself. There's a little black books, transgender books. I hope y'all look at the slideshow 
uh, that we put out there. Um, it's, it's a trip, folks. Uh, uh, but what do y'all think of it? Uh, be true to yourself. Uh, Brother Dan, when you hear somebody say, well, I'm just being true to myself. I don't want to be faking. I just, this, this is me. Quickly, what do you think? Anybody left? Well, there, I like please? I like to say that. What, what what do you mean when you say be true to yourself? I would need to get a understanding of no, no, no. reason. I'm a, I'm a man. I'm I'm a woman. Listen, Dan. They saying I'm a, I'm a woman. I'm being true to myself. I'm living true to myself. Be true to your authentic self. I'm just being myself. That's what they're gonna tell you. I'll just say that that person's been deceived. That they're going down the wrong path of life, and through. If they okay, really turn to, to God, say to you, listen, listen. What they're gonna say to you, Dan, is they have feelings. Uh, they had it since they was three. This is what people are gonna say. Well, whatever feelings they had at three years old or whatever, if they confront me, you, or John, or Gary, or Pastor Chris, we're gonna tell them the truth. It don't matter how long you've been in that lifestyle. You can be set free right now if you want to be. You have to want to be. If you're willing mm-hmm. to think- get free from that lifestyle or from that way of thinking, then you need, you need, you need someone different in your life to be the leader. You've been you've been you've been a leader too long. Now you need a great leader. His name is Jesus Christ, and He will lead and guide you in all truth. So that's what I would say. If and you want to be true to yourself, go ahead. No, I just think that's very good you're saying. I like what LSU said. Folks, please listen to what LSU said earlier about the real struggles. That was pretty powerful, along with what Brother Dan said. But I want to just get that out of you, Dan, because people, that's where they're at. They're saying this is natural. How dare you tell me it's not natural? I know how I felt when I was three. You heard, I was going to play an interview, but you're not going to play the interview, so y'all won't hear her. I really think I should, to be very honest, because this girl, this man, girl, it's I, you know what? I think we should play it. If, if we just got to go with hey, 10, hey, we just go with 10. Seth, can I go ahead. Seth, Chris, Pastor Chris wanted to say something. Pastor Chris wanted to say yeah, something. Let me go say ahead. this real quick. You know, now, you know, we've been talking all around this issue, but, okay, I, I just want to throw this question out because we haven't really addressed it. You are a believer. You and your spouse are believers. You have a 16-year-old boy or girl who come to you and say, I am a gay, whatever whatever form it takes. What do you do after that? Great question. Great question, Pastor. What Chris. I would what I would say, I'm gonna do this in a minute because I've been talking for a while. I'm gonna say this really quickly. If somebody come in and say gay, I would say, listen, I know it feels that way. I, I'll say this, but do you know there's been thousands of young men that felt just like you at this mentoring, like but Seth, saying, but Seth, hold up, my brother. Hello? I don't mean to cut you off, Seth. I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm, they're they're telling you that I am gay and I have indulged in that type of of uh, sexual activity, and they're Not just telling problem. you, hey, you I'm just would... letting you guys know I'm gay. Do you know what? I would say this. I would say there's men who go to prison, and they know what they are. But they've been forced to say the same thing, and they come out. They either accept what happened in the prison, and that's them, or they say, you know what? I was abused, and I'm not going to continue that lifestyle. 
I said there's a lot of people that was confused. There's a lot of women that, that, that did some women, and they married, and they ain't think about no more women no more. Does that mean they gay because they was with a woman? There's men that was being with men, they realized it was wrong, and they walked away. Like Dan said, you can be free if you want. It's a choice. Sex just don't jump on you. My, question, but, but Seth, my question is, my question is, what are you going to say to that child, and what are you going to do to that child? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just give me a quick little minute, quick little minute, quick little minute, quick little minute. Trying to just, didn't, I just, I'm looking at the clock. One more in a minute, I promise. Really quickly, I would tell that child, it's a lie. It's against nature. Look at your body. It's against everything about you. You've probably been influenced by TV. Whatever influences you, okay, you're there, you don't have sex, fine. You just bought a lie. These people think they like animals. They actually think they like animals. They have animal sex. It don't mean that's true. That's just something they bought into. Like, Gella, I'm telling you, uh, Brother Ella Shield said some powerful things about porn. It'll have you right. out there thinking but, you no, this, but, thinking but, you but that. But the question is, wh- what are you going to do? You have to do something. That child has just told you that. Are you going to put him out of your house? Or what What? What? what actions do you take as a parent? I would, first of all, I would Hold that thought. 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 Brother Seth, it's important that we let everybody who's on the line who have joined us by clicking a link, it's important that you understand that in about a minute and a half, you will not be able to continue on with the show. If you choose to continue on with the show, and we'd love to have you, please go call into the show as opposed to the link because the link is going to cut you off. Brother Seth, I apologize. You were saying? Nine one four two oh five 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 nine oh one more time. Nine one four two oh five 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 nine oh appreciate you uh, doing that uh, uh, uh brother John, appreciate that. But no, no I would, first of all I would I would let them know you listen to a lot. I will pray with them. I will bind the enemy and I will try to mentor them and I will check with them for how are you doing, how are those feelings doing. I will let them know it's all in your head and I will talk to them about the power of believing a lie, how you can think somebody, you know, you can Think something so hard until it can be a reality. And I would say, just like you, you endorphins, I think is what it's called in the brain, it can be tricked. And I was saying, you just bought a lie. You just, just because, you know, and black men got it hard saying, if you're a man, do this. Our women say, if you're a man, do this. Everybody always want to challenge the man of the black man. Everybody want to challenge the, black, the man, the man of, the, of the black man. We get it all the time. And so it's hard to be a man, a black man, a so-called black man in, in, our, in our hood because everybody's always challenging you. You've got to be able to play basketball. You've got to be good with the women. What if you're not good with the women or sports? Then you kind of miss it. And you start buying onto these crazy lives of men. So I would I would I would talk to them and mentor them and that's what they need. Brother, this is not rocket science. I know you know that, but it's not rocket science like Brother Dan said, you can be delivered if you want. I don't care if you've been with men for years. But I Seth, do want... Seth, let, let me ask you the question. Let me let me ask this more pointed. What are you gonna are you gonna put the child out your house or are you gonna keep them there? What 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 plan of action do you have? Brother Seth, I'm, if I'm I may. a parent. Can I answer that question? Can I answer that question, Brother Chris? Actually, actually, I'm sure. letting you go first, L. And the reason why, because I'm about to jump off the line. This would be my closing statement. I'm actually intrigued with that question because I've never really thought about it. Thought about it. It's like I have a son who's my biological one that's adopted, and it's like. I've never really thought that through because it never even looked like there was a notion of that. But I'm thinking when you ask that question, 
and I look at that in my eye, in my mind's eye, and I see my son, actual son, say that to me. I'm thinking, okay, how do I approach this? And I just it, it, this this right now is really a uh, ad lib. It's like I have never really thought this out. But my question to my son is, are you saying that openly would like to be in a relationship with men, or are you telling me that you had a particular desire that you acted upon? What's the difference? And the reason why I ask that question, folks, is because I understand the urges of my old man, my flesh. I understand those urges. So if my son had an urge and he acted upon it, that's a lot different than wanting to openly walk down the street holding a man's hand and kissing the park. Those are t- they're not the same. They may right. appear to be exactly. the same. One of them, one of them is saying, "Look, world." Like I told you about the man picking up sticks. What he's saying is like, "Look, I know what the law is, but this is what I'm doing." That's the second party. If if he's that first party, I will continue to pray with him and tell him to continue to fight that because it is an unnatural feeling and it's likely demonically influenced uh, and a, a demonic influence likely. But I will continue to fight that with him. That second one is not so easy because if you are 16, I'll have to tell you straight out, look, if you are quote unquote gay, all right, and you want to openly display that for all the world to see, you simply can't do that in this house. You can't do it. And if it wasn't for the fact that I loved you like I loved you, I wouldn't allow you to come back into this house if you did it openly in the in in the communities where where I'm at. But I I I, I'm, I kid you not, I could not put my son out just because of that. I couldn't. Um, even at 16, because I care about his well-being in general. And just because he is that now doesn't mean that me being a praying man of God, doesn't ha- I don't have an opportunity to try and fix that. But I know if I crack that foundation of relationship between me and my son because of this issue that he had at 16, I, I, I think that that would cause more a, a, a greater inability to ever affect him in the future. This is not necessarily the right answer. I don't know. But that's it's just a, my freestyle. It's, it's a difficult question. It is. It is an exceptional question. It's a matter of fact, I'm confident that everyone on this line could, t- could come at me and say, how could you say this and this? And I'd be like, you got me. I don't know. <laughs> it's like something I would Yo, never John, have to be, I hope I would never be faced with. Well, John, you, first of all, John, you hit on two, you hit on a very good point. One point is this, is that we have to, we cannot, you know, when you do child, whether it's a child or an adult, we're not defined by our actions. And so if I have a sexual act, now, do I all of a sudden now determine my identity based upon that one-time sexual act? Right. I mean, right. I went to prison. I was in prison with people who had killed people. No way did I define somebody 
when I start listening to them and know what their life and what they have went through and the things they went through, there were people right. who have gotten out of prison who were in prison with me, gone on to lead very productive lives, have very loving families and relationships, but they killed somebody. So I, do I now define them and identify them by being a murderer because they created an act of murder one time? Right. That's what happens a lot with this whole with, with the atmosphere that we're in and where the culture is oriented is that we take actions and all of a sudden now they become our identity as to who we are. And I think that if my child came to me and told me, I would tell him exactly that. Are you trying to tell me now because you had an homosexual affair or you had an homosexual, you know, and get involvement? That you're not gay, that you're now gay. You don't like women no more? Or you or just my daughter, you don't like men anymore? You don't think they're attractive? By the way, you know, come to think of it, you're sixteen years old, mm, you had to say to people well, yeah, you know, hey, opposite sex, whatever they do begin to get attractive, but but is that what you're telling me? If that's what you're right. telling me, well here's the thing. Now, you said my son or my daughter. My son and my daughter already know how I think on certain things. But I remember one time when my daughter was thought she was pregnant. And she came to me. And she told me. And she looked at me. And for some reason, everybody thought I was going to lose it. And I said, really? I was like, are you okay? Are you good? I was like, well, you know, it is what it is. You know, nobody has, this is not ideal. But then who does have an ideal life? I know I didn't. But uh, I love you. You know right from wrong. I'm going to support you in any way that I can, in any capacity that I can. Now, why was she reluctant to tell me? Because she knew. She already knew I wasn't going to stop loving her. But she knew I disagreed with the act. Likewise, if I had a child that came to me and told me I was gay, John, I take your same approach. I love you. I'm going to put you out of my house because you tell me you're gay. I better never catch you doing no gay stuff up in my house. I ain't play about that. See, some of you on the line, they'd be like all politically correct. No, I'm going to be real about it. No, you're not going to do that. Don't bring real. little gay friends real. around here, you know, little gay friends around here, like you're having little gay relationships and stuff like that. No, I'm kidding. I'm, like that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love you, but you just you can't do that here. But I guarantee you, you walk in there and tell my child right now, and if he told me, he would tell you, you know what? Hey, that's how my daddy is about almost anything that, that he has an issue with. But I know my daddy loves me. My daddy True. will never put my no, no, no. You have, it has to be something real bad for my daddy to put me out of my house, out of his house. All right. The only way he would do that, the only, only, only circumstance in which my daddy would put me out of my house is that I would endanger other members of my family in this house. I would be doing something right. that would endanger them. That is the only way that man would put me out of my house. Okay, from Pope Broken right. home, 35 years old. He ain't rejecting me. That's well my said. answer, Pastor Chris. Well said. Good answer, brother. But I'm just to it well out there for, you know, for food for thought. Because, you know, if a so person hold on, hold on, everybody. Hold on, everybody. Hold on, everybody. Hold on, everybody. There's a lot of noise. I don't know what's going on. Folks, you got to be quiet. Y'all going to hear it when y'all play it back. Oh, that was what he said. I think my really... problem. Okay. My okay. apologies. Okay. I moved my phone. I moved the phone. My apologies. Okay. Pastor Chris? All right, well, listen. Yes, sir. Go ahead, Pastor Chris. What you were saying? That was my phone. No, I was just saying, but Pastor you Chris, know, you were making you
that's that's a question that we, you know we need to get you know listeners and everybody else to consider because you know you know we can sit up here and say it's wrong all day long, but you know people have to deal with that reality at times in their lives. And how is you know I'm just asking this as believers how are we supposed to approach that? And I like uh, you and John's answer to that about the love. I'm going to love you. But I'm going to talk to you about it if you haven't been active. And if you have been active, we're really going to have to deal with it. But I'm not going to, uh, uh, say, get you stoned, put it like that. Right. And, uh, and another thing I want to say, because we didn't really do this right. tonight. We don't, right. we don't like to turn every show. And, uh, Pastor Chris, I appreciate those words because, I mean, I, I think they can hear the love tonight in this show. We're not judging uh, people like um, we're judging behavior, we, you know, Pastor Chris, and, and all due respect, that person that came, that person that you made, that question you asked, that's like part, that's, it, this show is really, okay, how can I say it? When people know something is wrong, they're halfway saved. They're halfway delivered. I mean to say delivered. Because part of knowing, being delivered from alcohol or whatever your choice, vice is, pornography or whatever it is, you've got to first realize it's wrong. Which means, if it's wrong, it's destructive. Okay, once you get that, you're halfway there. This show is mainly targeting folks who's saying, it's not wrong. I'm right. I'm so right, I'm going to have a special checkbox on the census. I get civil rights. Remember, y'all have civil rights. Come stand with us, fight with us. We're talking about some deceived folks that actually think sin is right. We're talking about dumb people tonight. But Pastor Chris is good. You still brought it up because what happened? Ella Shure got into it too about the porn. You know, what do you do if you're there? And so we hit all corners, and I thank y'all for bringing that up. So we hit all corners. What happened if you're there? But again, the main show is talking about also we put a lot of attention towards those who are saying, I'm not wrong. This is me. This is natural. This is my true, authentic self. So I want at this point to uh, give final words, and then I'm going to wrap it up uh, uh, with some scriptures uh, because we did not do that, but we've done it on show one. Folks, if you're really serious about getting delivered, Brother Dan was saying, and Brother Elisha was saying, and Brother Chris, Pastor Chris was saying, please listen to part one as well as part two. This is our final show on this. Uh, we can't turn to a Bible study. We could. We can flip in scriptures. We can tell you what these words mean, but the Bible is crystal clear. I'm just amazed by so many people out here defending it, talking about their rights and so forth, Christians, even believers, and they don't know that the Bible clearly, you got priests that are gay. I mean, just confusion. Right. Again, if you, if you, if you if you if you attempted with that, I wouldn't call myself no gay priest. I would just be battling with it and be a priest and speaking out against it, but be a person battling with it. I wouldn't call myself a gay priest. And this is a priest that call himself gay priest. It's crazy. But let's get final words. That don't make any sense. Please, uh, 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 I know Brother John, you gotta go. So I don't know if you want to go first or last. I'll let you make the call. I'll, I'll go last, though, and I'll wrap up the show. Brother John, I'll let you figure out who go in. But let me get final comments, uh, if you could, please. Well, let me say this. And I know this, this is absolutely on topic, 
but it's kind of off topic. So what what I want everyone to do in your closing <laughs> in your closing remarks, I just want you to address this one thing, which I find still be I still find it to be an amazing phenomenon when it comes to quote unquote gay, quote gay persons. Um, I know that this is an abomination. I know it. But I am just way more accepting of women being gay than men being gay. And I'm almost certain that it deals with, like Pastor Chris, this assimilation into our society. To me, to see two women kiss, I could dang near deal with that. To see two men kiss, I feel like knocking both of them off. <laughs> it drives me crazy. And I know it's wrong. You know what I'm saying? It's a double standard. But I find it I find it amazing that this is almost an indicator of you've been brought up in Babylon. You've been brought up in Babylon. And that's how they initially that's how they initially snuck it in. They started with women and then they slowly moved it over to men, and now it's men being women and women being men. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just a, it was just a, a notion in my head of um, it's equally an abomination, but you, because of, the own, because of your own thought process, you're actually more accepting of one as opposed to the other, and I'm out. Don't be bashful, fellas. The night, the the show will end without you. <laughs> Jump in. Okay, give, brother, give your final okay, words. Uh, brother John, this is my final words. I'm going to make it real short. And I would say this. First of all, Seth, excellent show, man. And I kind of question whether, you know, why would you come back for a second? But I'm so glad you did, man. I'm really, really glad you did. Me too. Because, because this issue is something that I never, ever have seen as a sensational issue. Though I've seen preachers, they would start preaching very negative towards homosexuals back in the day. It was one of them points that they would usually have nothing to preach on and get the choir all revved up. They would go in on the day, you know, going on homosexuals. I mean, hey, man, I'm being real, and I see it, and it, and it used to irritate me. You know, I was like, yeah, that ain't cool, man. That ain't cool at all, you know. Uh, but I would say this, and I'm glad that, Pastor Chris, that you brought up some – man, you brought a pointed question that pushed that really kind of no let us know who we are, where we really stand on this issue, man. You know, because like you said, we can say and we can spout scripture and, 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 and recite scripture and whatever, but at the end of the day, how does it happen when it's in our home, when it's our house, when it comes right. that close? Because, hey, you know, it, it can, you know. And, it's, and, hey, the fact of the matter is that just like in the home, just like in the marketplace, our actions, our motivations have to be governed by love. And that's what it has to be because truth that's not spoken in love is not altogether truth. John said it to me one time, and I have never forgotten it. So it's Chris out of Psalms. And that is truth. It's peaceably entreated. And as to your question, John, is that our spirit man knows is that both are perversion. And truth. the reason why I come we are more accepting of one is because one is more obvious than the other. Because what you're doing is you're addressing the very core of who we are. In the beginning, God made man. And he gave us rows. He gave us organs. And so what that does, True. that comes against our psyche when we see man. Because to be honest with you, we, you have to go through a lot like to find another it. man. 
Okay. Now, when in regards to a woman, it's because we have a culture, like Brother Pastor Chris said, that is contrary yep. to our culture. And because we've been immersed in it, and because really, I find female homosexuality more offensive than men. And I know people probably will be shocked by that. And the reason why? I am. Because I know what's at, it's because I know that I know what's at the core of it. It's that same mm-hmm. Jezebel spirit that seeks True. to overthrow God's order. And it's the same thing that I see when I see men upon men. Because in the men situation, it's to make men capitulate to femininity, to become effeminate, to become less right. than men. Right. Right. Hey. See what I'm saying? And see, that's why I roll with you. I am not even joking. That's real talk. That, that was powerful. That was powerful. Uh, brother, brother, uh, brother, Dan, your final words, please, quickly. Lesson, if you, please, Dan, quickly, and uh, then Alfie Chris. Okay. I, I like I like to say that I think that we need to watch where our kids associate with. Watch our kids who are they contact on Facebook. What are they saying? You know, um, I think as a parent, you have them in your household, and you're responsible for the direction of their life. And I think that what's important is you just have to walk that fine line and walk before God and set a good example. And that no matter what the world says or how they say your children ought to be, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. That's what's up, Dan. Also, that's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. Thank you. So I, want, I want to say. Right, yeah. Okay, go ahead, brother, quickly. Go ahead, brother Dan. I'm sorry, you... you got something there, Dan? Oh, oh yeah. Go ahead, Dan. We with you. Okay, thank you. Uh, I'm just going to mention about my tracks. Um, GospelTracksWild.com. G-O-S-P-E-L-T-R-A-C-T-S-W-O-W.com. And if you order the tracks by listening to this program, you receive, just write five smooth stones on your order form, and you get 25 extra tracks for your witnessing. So that's G-O-S-P-E-L-T-R-A-C-T-S-W-O-W.com. I'm finished. Thank you, Brother Dan. Pastor Chris? Yeah, I, I'm going to kind of be brief. Uh, you know, I think, brothers, everybody's kind of said what I wanted to say, but I just wanted to throw something else for us to think about. Um, we talked about the Illuminati and how much influence they have over what direction the media pushes us toward. And, you know, while we've been talking, I just turned on TNT, and there's an NBA game on. And guess who was the new commentator on the TNT network for NBA basketball? Anybody want to guess? 
Dwayne Way? Yes, sir. You said it. Wow. So, you know, like I, like I said, you know, games are being played, and if you really pay attention and watch things, then you'll see, okay, Wade, if you push this with your child, we have a spot on you in the media, a spot for you in the media. So you do this for us, we'll do this for you. And I think I've hmm. said enough. If you really think about that, you know, like we talked about. And you brothers, you had a good point, show tonight. And a lot of good points. Yes, it was. I enjoyed the show tonight. Yes, yes, we enjoyed you tonight. Everybody did really good. Brother John uh, gave his two. LSU will make sure everybody gave their two. Okay, I'm going to get my two. I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to go out with a song, a childhood song. Do something a little different. Normally, I end with on a spiritual note. I'm going to play something secular. Y'all going to be a little shocked by this last song. You know, I always think about a lot about the first and last song. But this is by a gay dude. I kind of wish I could tell y'all, but I want y'all to be surprised by this gay dude. We're going to go out with a song with a gay dude. Okay, but this song was Zabon back in the day. And my brother and I, Morris, we lived in the projects, and we loved this song. And... Uh, we would always try to sing because this guy is so phenomenal. He sings really high at the end, and we would be screaming. But I actually learned how to sing exactly like him, and I could mock him to a T. And so I'm going to go out with this childhood song. And remember, I, I said these words, we live in a project. It's going to make a lot of sense when you think about projects, okay? Some of y'all might know what I'm talking about, but don't spill the beans. But anyway, folks, this is a really good show. Because those of y'all think I really hate gays or something like that, that's really a gesture why I'm doing this kind of odd thing. I just want y'all to know I truly, truly do love gay people. I'm serious. Transvest, trans, transgenders. I love the person. Some of them, some of the nicest people in the world to me have been those people. Like I say, don't stop loving each other. Men on men, women on women, don't stop loving each other. You just can't have sex and can't desire sex. So if you take the sex out of it, what do you have? Mayat, back to Egypt, serving each other like we're supposed to serve each other. You're supposed to love each other like that. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with you loving someone like a brother. If you take the sex out, you just got two brothers. I know it's hard. We think it's all what they mean. Again, no sex, no kissing, no this, no that, no, no even desires. That's what the sin is at. But that love, nothing wrong with that. We never said nothing wrong with that. The show, the father comes against the sex. It's not right. It, it should even be the, the desire. So keep loving each other. I love you too. But, again, we're not talking about that feeling of being there for each other and commitment and all that. We're not talking about that. We're talking about those of you out there trying to make this out of a make a, make a statement. I just want to say something really quickly. I got, I got a note wrote down before I play this last song that I didn't say, and that is when people have – Famous dads like Magic, Magic Johnson. I want to show these lines open when I see it because I got to think y'all ain't going to have something to say on this, though. But if you do, it can't be no more than 10 seconds. But you ever notice why a lot of these celebrities' kids are, are gay? It's because they can't produce what, what daddy did. Everybody want to be like their daddy. How can Magic Johnson's son, Magic Johnson's son, be like Magic? How can Magic Johnson's son produce Magic? Even if he went to the NBA, he ain't going to be no Magic in most cases. How can Michael Jordan's son be a Michael Jordan? So they have extremely a lot of uh, 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 pressure on them kids saying, you, you can't shoot like magic. 
You know, so I think that's another reason why a lot of these people get, again, psychological warfare. They're going through it. Then if, the kid, if their mom is dumb enough to believe, like like the way, well, let him make his own choices, they in trouble. You got pressure on him to be like you, a, a, a great entertainer or a great basketball player or a great this or a great that. They got all that pressure. Everybody look at them, oh, you're going to be like your daddy, knowing he ain't going to shoot like no magic. He ain't be doing no no-look passes and all that stuff. What are we doing all? <laughs> so that's another reason why I think, and I just get the chance to say that because I was trying to let everybody else in. And another thing, remember, it's all about destroying that seed. Remember Egypt? Uh, go and kill the male child, and, and, and Christ fled to Egypt. So it's all about the male child. That's another thing. It goes back to what Brother John was saying about Satanism. It's after that male seed, really and truly. Uh, Arlene, my wife, and I would love to have her on what they talk about. White women. I don't have any trouble with interracial dating at all. But my, my wife sometimes talks about how she thinks that it's, it's a part of that male seed. It's still after the male seed. Even though it could be like a good relationship, they can be truly loving. It's still the fact how they're put in the community, how they're how white women are put there is abnormal. The love they feel, you cannot knock it. Nobody can. But how black men are, when they get rich, they kind of courted and chauffeured over here. That's where the racism come in at. And it's to take the male seat. I thought that was very profound. One day, maybe she'll talk about that. But anyway, folks, uh, very good show. Very good show. I really appreciate everybody. Thank y'all. Everybody's lying. I'm going to go ahead and meet everybody's lying. Nobody has anything to say. We're going to go out, with, like I said, with this childhood favorite of mine by a very gay dude. Oh, my God. This man is so gay. It ain't even funny. But when you hear this song, <laughs> anyway, um, y'all let me know what y'all think of this a little later on, okay? Anyway, good night, folks. Next week we got a serious show. I'll go into the – I'll send you each, uh, uh, information on that uh, show next week in uh, – uh, via text or email as usual. Can you get into the Five Superstar Network? I'm Brother Seth. You've had on Brother Dan of Dice um, Tracks a while, Alfie Chris of Alathia Temple, Ella Shue of Israel Now, and Brother John, moderator, does do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, financial man, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, and Brother Seth of the Five Superstar. Anyway, um, good night. Love every single one of y'all, and ain't nothing you can do about it. Hey, kids, yeah.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.